Welcome everybody once again to the brink as we come to you for our, I guess our penultimate full episode of the year, uh, not including a best of that we will kind of shove out on a day or so before the New Year's break, well it's not really a break for us because we're always here unless we get lazy. Uh, my name is Ben. My name is Mallory. Yes, usually that helps when mm-hmm. you uh, talk like that. How are you this week, Mallory? Good. Good. Eating some pineapple lumps. You've been very kiwi this week by uh, having some pineapple lumps, which were meant to be a Christmas present, I believe. Oops. And you've already uh, opened them. But uh, this week, I guess usual fun antics that we'll get up to, but last week you got to your first chance in a... Well, not your first chance, but your first proper chance as a co-host in a radio show as we tested out our Yo. Ben and Mal Variety Hour ahead of going live this week. What that was, was your... fun. You, you enjoyed it? I did. How how much difference did you find it from doing this compared to... I liked uh, it a lot more. A lot more? Yeah. Is that because you felt there was pressure, there was excitement? Like, what made you like it more? I like a bit of both. Bit of, bo- bit of both? Yeah. What was your favourite thing that we did on that show? Hmm. Hmm. She's thinking. Maybe today is the day. Yeah? Because it was, what was it, gingerbread... Gingerbread making day, man day, day. Yeah. yeah. Which the funny story is of this because we went into the studio to do it as a test to pre-record it onto the computer, and uh, later found out from the uh, powers that be at the radio station that apparently my voice was broadcast live over the general feed of the other radio. Uh, they didn't really seem to care though, honestly. No, they were very laid back about it. It's not like I got a phone call like halfway through, like going like, "Burn, you've me- must mucked it up, mucked it up." At some point, so it wasn't too bad. But we go live this week, which, you know, I mean, I don't really think we had many teething problems. I think kind of we did it pretty okay. We're a little bit later in the studio this week, so finishing at 9 o'clock. But uh, even then, we're not going to be leaving the studio when it's dark, are we? Because it's nope. still, uh, I guess, that lightness. What are you actually doing with those pineapple? Spilt some pineapple lumps uh so yes we're looking forward to that we're going to be starting a facebook page up eventually so people can check that out um can you explain to our listeners what a pineapple lump is i think nick and i have talked about this before when i've been in new zealand but uh i want to get a canadian explaining what a pineapple lump is without Uh, in the bag it's basically chocolate covered pineapple yeah it's a very kiwi doesn't it describe itself on the bag actually somewhere it reminds me of like a pineapple-y, it's almost like a marshmallow crossed with a toffee covered yeah. in chocolate. Which, you are allergic to pineapple or mm-hmm. what's... what's? This what? seems to be fine though. But like, how are you allergic to pineapple and able to eat that? I don't know. But how, like what happens when you eat pineapple when you it say... It probably you're... has to do with how it's been... Preserved. But you're allergic to, is it raw pineapple? Or mm-hmm. is that kind of what you say? It's like to do with the acidity. Right. And what happens if you have pineapple, raw pineapple, do you choke get, and die? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So the amount of times you had raw pineapple, you've died every time. Yep. Every single time. Okay. Right. Good to good to know. It's very exciting. Yep. Okay. So if I accidentally just get sick of you one time, just accidentally feed you pineapple. Feed me pineapple. Yep. Okay. I don't have anything that I'm allergic to. Well, that I know of. Um, Taylor Swift, does that count? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. All right, well, this has been exciting. We're going to come back and do some more of questions. our questions, which I'm sure you're very excited for. Yep. 
Uh, but before that, I think we're going to hear some classic moments of the brink before we come back and do some questions. That part of the week where we go in the time machine and find out what this means. This is like a flashback because that's what you find out what it means we're still going through the best of 2012 we're going to bring you six different snippets today really bringing some home for you today we're going to hear the following items ben ticks off the bucket list which involves me and helium something that i thought i was playing a few weeks ago but i'm actually playing it for you this week we've got our round two of brink olympics that we did in 2012 where josh myself and sam challenged each other to a variety of different activities and this one was us going and playing laser skirmish. We have Sam explaining what a boogie is. That's kind of funny. We've got famous Survivor contestant Russell Hance saying that he has sex. That's always interesting. We've got our highlights from the Sledge on the Edge in 2012, of course, our annual quiz competition, and the Tassie Tussle, where Josh and I went out and watched some rugby. So sit back and listen to some more classic moments from the best of 2012. I've always wanted to try something on radio, and I've been able to uh, live my dream right now because the lovely ladies across us at Health and Fitness World and Firm would have helium. I have a balloon and I'm going to try this. Just bear with me for a second. (laughs) That was the balloon, nothing else. That is a dream come true to be able to sound like a chipmunk on radio. And people are looking at me funny. Uh, Everybody, I think, can probably try this once in their life because if you suck in helium and sound like a chipmunk, it's even funnier on radio. And I would laugh if people are tuning in right now and have no idea what they're listening to, to hear this sound. To wake up and uh, maybe hear this and be like, what are we talking about? Something's wrong with my frequency on my radio. There isn't. Uh, Edge Radio 99.3 FM, where we sound like chipmunks. Now, to the left of us here in the zone, we've got the guys from uh, Tazorb. Uh, they're, they're rocking it out with these massive ball things and in a kind of a wrestling pit and uh, rocking the, the ring. Kids are lining up to look at it there. Uh, come down and have a look at it there. It's a lot of fun. But uh, playing Guitar Hero, now we've got a, a guy here rocking it out. Now, um, I don't know your name. What's your name, first of all? Scott. G'day, Scott. Now, what are we playing? We look like playing Bon Jovi, living on a prayer. How good are we at Guitar Hero? I'm about to see this. I'm distracting you, aren't I? Yeah, a bit. I'll let you rock it out. Your friend's here. Now, uh, g'day, mate. How are you? Good. Now, uh, how good is uh, Scott at this? Have you seen him play it before? Ah, you think he's going to do an all right score here, do you reckon? Oh, probably. You reckon you can kick his butt, though, after he's had a go? Yeah. All right, well, we'll see how he goes. Come along and play some guitar here. I see we've got Crash Bandicoot and everything along these lines. I'm going to wrap it up by doing this one more time. Here it is on Edge Radio 99.3 FM. Live from the 2012 Royal Hobart Show. Come say hello. We're here till 2 o'clock. We're currently winning, and we win this. We win the whole game. Here with Kira McCants. Kira McCants, how how are you finding this game? It's a free experience for you. Welcome to the brink as well. Thank you. I'm very excited. Um, my knees really hurt from diving a little bit too often, and might be getting PTSD. Now, to our listeners who are stupid like myself, what's PTSD? Post-traumatic stress disorder. I did know that. I just wanted to test our listeners' knowledge. Now, how many people have you killed today? Be honest. I don't really know. I think about three or four. Now, is that something that you're pretty proud of, murder? Absolutely. Fantastic. Me too. I think I've killed about five today. I've killed Sam at least once, so... Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. To, to me, I'm going to take that and put it on my resume and tell my grandkids about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. My dad will be really proud of me. Yeah. Well, look, um... Oh, all right, he's... he's we're, we're, we've kind of been told to flank here, and uh, not with a W, but with an F, and um, let's, get, let's get to this and uh, kick some Samuel butt. A rival radio station, not as good as ours. No. And... They have a show on it that's not as good as ours, but...
but they've put on Facebook this morning, if you notice someone has their fly undone, should you tell them? Well, I couldn't care less about that. <laughs> what I do care about, Ben, is if someone has a bug coming out of their nose, should you tell them? Now, now, now Sam, please explain to some of our listeners what a bug is. A boogie, uh, <laughs> snot, dry snot coming out of your nose. You just, you've just shortened it a little bit to... A boog. Yes, a boog. Right, yes. okay then. Right. Now, what, why have you thought this up, Sam? What happened during the week? Well, in one of my colleagues in the office during the week came in and was speaking to about three of us, and he had this giant boog, not, not like kind of poking out his nose, it was actually hanging out his nose, <laughs> as in like half a centimetre to three quarters of a centimetre out the bottom of his nose. And I'm thinking, golly, have my colleagues actually noticed this, that there's a big boogie hanging out this guy's nose? Uh, did they say anything? No, no, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> was, it, was everybody just there kind of like wiping their nose as you do, like kind of like, you know, I can't obviously show it on radio, but just there like wiping, going, come on, yes, you've got a book on your nose. You do kind of do that, don't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, you start wiping your nose. But so this was a massive one, though. We're, this, we're not just talking about a little tiny little fleck that sometimes you notice if you're really paying attention. This was one of the biggest books I've ever seen, okay? <laughs> and nobody noticed. Was this a man, or was it a man or a woman, first of all? It was a man. All right, was it a man that you um, could probably say, yeah, I think he's a bit dirty and picks his nose, or was he a nice-looking gentleman who really, this was came as a bit of a shock? Um, no, it was, wasn't that, no, it was a shock. It was a shock, it was a shock. You're trying it was to be nuts there. So we want to know from people then, um, do you tell somebody if they've got a booger hanging out of their nose? <laughs> I, I think I think it's um it's a lot more personal than you're flying because fly you can just joke about a fly you know oh, exactly Sam I can see what you had for lunch do you fly up you know exactly so who cares about flies really really I mean look flies are just ridiculous it's just a bit boring a booger is a bit more personal a big yeah it's a bit more personal it's more um. How do you say it? Visible. And it's a bit more embarrassing for the other person too, isn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather be caught with my fly undone than having a bug hanging <laughs> If you walked in here this morning, you had a massive green thing hanging out your nose. I'm just going to be staring at the whole time going, what and is And you'd that? probably be wiping your nose too. <laughs> it's funny, actually, my um, my mum, she uh, she has a habit, and she's probably going to hate me saying this on radio, but I'm going to say it anyway. She has a habit when you, you're with her that she'll constantly turn to you and go, do I have anything hanging out my nose? Do I have anything hanging out my nose? And she just will say it all the time. And it's like, no, mum, you don't have anything she's hanging out She's got that phobia. She's got that phobia. So maybe this man needs to learn from my mum about that phobia. I think it was my sister. I think she had a phobia, my older sister. <laughs> oh. She had a phobia about... Having things hanging out of nose. It's funny though; they get it in their minds that they've always got like this massive green boogie hanging out their mm. nose. And I don't think I've ever seen my mum with a boogie hanging out her nose. Mm. So, mm. so maybe she had a traumatic childhood experience with the children taunted of having a boogie hanging out of her nose. Maybe she did. Maybe, maybe your sister did as well. Maybe she did. I don't know. But um, yeah, look. After this guy left at work, um, I, I actually asked my colleagues. <laughs> you rang it on to it. <laughs> Did you notice that he had a boogie hanging in the <laughs> And you just go, oh, I'm going to tell that story on the radio this week. Perfect. Yes. Tick, 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 tick. Actually, I, I completely forgot about it at that time. And, uh, and uh, they just... actually pointed out that they did see the boogie hanging out of his nose. And I said, 
I'm the same. Mm, I was wondering if I should say anything. A lot of people here are asking the questions, would you play again? We've already... Um, I've seen some of the questions. Some of them was a little much. Oh, yeah, there was that one that I think you saw that you just answered wow to. Yeah, I don't even I want like, to mention it. Uh, they said, I don't even say what it was. They said, uh, was, was Michaela good in bed? Yes, here we go. Uh, how, tall, how tall are you? How many teeth have you lost and why? And was Michaela good in bed? <laughs> Well, I'm five foot six. Uh, I lost a tooth wrestling in high school. Now everything's fixed, um, and I can't answer the next. One. I'm, I'm not allowed to anymore. You're not allowed to Trust anymore. Me. <laughs> yeah, somebody seen that question and was like, "Nope, you ain't answering that one." <laughs> Uh, thank you, Carolee. I actually, uh, a few people on Sucks have uh, posted that on the board there on, on Survivor Sucks, and they've got out and said, if Ben asks that question, he'll be a hero. <laughs> if I answer that question? Yes, yes, I'll, you'll make me a hero, but look, you know. We'll, we'll oh, I would answer it, but I would get in lots of trouble. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. Uh, we won't tell her. Don't let that make You need listen. to look at her and uh, use that. You know, just uh, think think about uh, what you're asking me. <laughs> yes, yes, that's answered it perfectly. Thank you, Russell. You've answered it without answering it. You can't get into trouble. She can't say anything to you for that one. <laughs> I've got. To, I've got to do this right now. I can declare the winner of the Sledge of the Edge 2012. Representing the suburb of Margate, it's not really a suburb, it's a town, but whatever you want to say. It's <laughs> a Tim Velsum. Congratulations, Tim. Thank you very much, Ben. Back to back champions. Going to the three peak next year. Absolutely brilliant. The Fremantle Dockers fan, the only one in Tasmania, has come and through supreme again. <laughs> and a massive congratulations. I, I, when this competition started, I didn't think we'd ever see the day we'd see double champions back to back. It's extraordinary. I just feel so honoured. It's very emotional right now. It is. There's a fair chance I will weep. (laughs) I'm glad you put a P at the end of that. Uh, Streamers coming down the studio right now. People celebrating the streets of Margate. Security guard bringing in the cash. (laughs) (laughs) How did you see him sneak in there? Um, The streets of Margate, I mean, all three citizens are going mental right now. There'll be a ticker tape parade at 11. (laughs) 11 to 11.01. They they, they can can organise things that quickly. Do you think this is a better win than last year? Um, I think they're just as satisfying as one another. I think uh, I think it's a bit closer this year, though, in terms of uh, competition and bumming out in the sports round. That's going to make me feel dirty for the rest of the day. But the win, <laughs> the Harry Potter ones, me though. Good. I mean, as Alex said, if you weren't married, the ladies would be lining up for that one. I mean, you got Harry Potter fans. Just, I did say uh, it was a bit sad when I chose it as my specialist subject. Just knocking on the door, uh, Alex. Runner-up from champion 2010 to runner-up 2012. Must be uh, pretty satisfied with your performance. Yeah, life's good on the podium. Thanks very much for having us. Um, in awe of his Harry Potter knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, how many... Have you uh, read them very often or...? Uh, a few times. More than so once? Yeah. More than well, we once. We said you, our yeah. family's been away for seven weeks, so is that what a book every week you've just been reading? No, no, no. <laughs> I haven't read them for at least four months now, so oh, it's, it's dated knowledge. Slow four months. Are you, are you satisfied with your... I mean, last year, Alex, obviously you didn't uh, make it into the semis, unfortunately. So no. You had a year off, but you've come back strong to make it to the grand final. Uh, it's pretty, I was happy with last week, obviously, getting uh, the perfect score, which, which was good. You got the first person to get a perfect round. We, we can't let They were pretty easy, though. I was hoping you were going to go back to the uh, world today, to the other foot. <laughs> Cornelia Francis. Uh, yeah, Cornelia rang me up during the week and so said, "Only is a, a tiebreaker round." Um, David as well. 
You've uh, you've obviously made the grand final for the first time again. Last Thank you year for me. didn't great. do overly well, but uh, mm, bounce yeah, back. You've yeah, done lack well of sleep now. tends to do that. Brisbane uh, supporter, of course. There's probably about five of you in Tasmania, I think, compared to one Fremantle. So yes, uh, it's about that. Yeah, yeah, we tend to hang out quite quite a bit. Yes, well, let's just crowd. just get together. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Watch all the matches. <laughs> you know, big fan base. Go up to Aurora Stadium when they play. And yeah, yeah, they didn't make it down this year, which is very disappointing, but. Anyway. Too many fans up there in Melbourne. But That's again, right. a, a reasonable effort. The score, final scores, Tim 31, Alex 24, David 20. Now, um, off air, we will present the, the trophies and uh, get photos and all that sort of stuff. Tim, your prizes today. As Victor, you will get the first place trophy. You will get Brilliant. five glorious head radio CDs. And, of course, last year you won the best of 2010 of The Brink and you won a DVD. You're going to get the best of 2011 today. and The awesome. best it's, video bits. It's missing from my collection, so that's fantastic. <laughs> You're completing it. Sorry to say, Alex, that uh, your best of 2009 CD will not be uh, joined by the best of 2011 today. Oh, well. Very sad day. Well, you got so much on the brink knowledge. I'm surprised. That's where you got all the knowledge from, That's isn't where it? Caught back up. Yes, yeah. exactly. And uh, you'll you'll still go away with a trophy and uh, three Edge Radio CDs and a Marnie pin or <laughs> the sale of the century a board game. Point pen. <laughs> yeah, there's a Sledge of the Edge board game coming soon. And David, you too will uh, go away with some uh, trophy and some Edge Radio CDs as well. But uh, thank you to all three of you for coming in. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, still can't take a sport seriously that has a position called dummy half and a hooker. That's right, well, that's what they're for. They're going across over to the wing. Oh, he's getting him, he's got him across. As he's got another try for Broncos. That's what this game is all about, Ben. They put themselves up to a part where they can win. And this is where the kicker before will be kicking himself, to pardon the pun, because if you had have kicked that and converted that, this would have been to tie it up. But it's four points down. This is where it is now crucial for the Broncos to convert this because then a field punt and it's anyone's game. We could be seeing golden point here, Joshy boy. That's right. If we get up to, the, to a part where they're tied, we might actually see a bit of overtime here with two and a half minutes left to go on this half, last half of the game. 34 to 30 in Storm's favour. I tell you what, this has been a great last few minutes of this game. I'm excited. I don't think I've been this excited in the past two hours. The Storm look like they've given up. They just look like they're having a bit of a bit of a chill. Josh, they're ready to get in the plane and go to their family day tomorrow, I think. Well, in the words of a Kiwi, next minute, we'll see what'll happen. But, I'm telling you now, the Storm might, might be playing a bit of a strategy here, making them feel like they've got a bit of a go. And he's wide again! What has happened to the Broncos kicker, number 14? I bet you he's been kicking himself. He could probably do that better than kicking the ball right now, Ben. At least it hit something there, Josh. That was woeful. Absolutely pathetic. That's right. And I'll tell you what, if we had, if their coach is anything like Ron Barassi, he'd be getting a court order against him at the moment because he definitely would be beat up right now. Well, if his coach was me, I'd be punching him in the face. Mate, I'd be... Where's that streaker when you need him, Ben? <laughs> well, uh, look, there's a gate there. There's no security guard still there. So, look, I wonder if they want to see a beach whale run in the field, Josh. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the mic out and do a running commentary. I'm running. I'm running. I'm getting caught. <laughs> and we can tell it would be a bit cold for you, Ben. Next kick by Storm with a minute ten to go. Let's see what can happen in a minute. If they can get a good run, they might have a chance. Six points. In the Broncos. That's right. Six minutes. Oh, sorry, six points out of a try. We'll see how we go, Ben. You, you said before that it was NRL history when Slater taught that try. Would it be NRL history again if the Broncos can win it? Mike, they got him! They got him! They got him on the run! Oh, beautiful attempt halfway down with 45 seconds left on the clock. If they get a half dummy half off to the right, off to the centre. He's been held up. If they can do it. Let's see now. Once that ball is in play, they do not stop until they are tackled. Oh, oh. 
Nope, nope, they're stuffed up. Storm will win 34 to 30. With 24 seconds left on the clock here at our, not Aurora Stadium, we're not in Launceston, we are here at North Hobart Oval. Thank Christ for that. <laughs> I second that motion, Benny. Here we go. This will just be a bit of a defence play here by Melbourne, unless they want to try and do something amazing in the next eight, five minutes, five seconds. Five minutes. Five seconds left on the clock, Benny. One. Here we go. This is a siren. It's all over at North Hobart Oval. The Melbourne Storm have won 34 to 30. Josh, what an exciting finish. Mate, I'm excited. It's been a great game to witness. Its last few minutes have been intimidating to those who don't have a pacemaker in their heart. I tell you now, those who want to witness a great spectacle of sport, come down here. Well, you can't anymore because it's over. Welcome back to Jurassic Park, apparently. What do you, what do you actually... Uh humming the Jurassic Park theme for, like... It's stuck in my head from the video game. You've been playing Emergency... Uh, emergency. Uh, Lego Jurassic yeah. Park. So I discovered today that um, Colin, on the episode we were talking about uh, Die Hard, that um, when they, him and Jamie got married, uh, as they walk off, like after they've been married and they walk off, like, you know, back to get photos and all that done, um, some people like to get, you know, certain songs to play along down the aisle and because Colin wanted like Star Wars or something like that and Jamie's like no you can't have Star Wars so Jamie then said like oh let's have Ode to Joy not knowing that Ode to Joy is often considered the diehard theme because it's played in the movie and then they played a lot in the trailers so I'm thinking Jurassic Park theme for our wedding as we walk <laughs> off do you, do you like that? I don't reckon I'm going to have a choice oh wow like I didn't even get an argument here nice let's either that or the James Bond theme uh, or Star Wars or does James Bond have a theme? Um, are you serious? Yes, he does. One of the most famous themes in music. Wow, that hurts. All right, so emergency questions. Richard Herring, we are up to questions 41 to 60. Woo! Or as I would say in New Zealand, 60. Uh, and I am back to answer, asking them. And as always, some of these may be inappropriate. I'll probably answer them no matter what. And Mallory usually wimps out on them. So, are you ready for this? Yes. Question number 41. Do you have any good ideas for terrorist atrocities? No. I mean, I think I've had this one before and I've talked about this one. And, you know, like, I used to go to Bell Reve Oval, Blunston Arena and Hobart and... You know, no one ever checked your bags or anything like that. You could easily just walk in there with a... I want that check your bag, but, like, you, they don't check it very well. So you could easily just walk in there with a bomb or something like that or a gun, you know, just... Not that I've ever thought about it. Um, question number 42. Would you... Who would be your Desert Island dicks? That is, which eight Richards would you take with you to a Desert Island? You get Richard Herring as your Shakespeare Richard. I have no idea what that means. I also don't know what that means. His answer here, he says, uh, Rich says, Bacon, Breeze, Mail, Richard II, O'Brien, Osmond, Pryor, and I might sneak in Richard Crompton for sex. Richmore Crompton for sex. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how many Richards I can think of. Uh, yep. Uh, well, out of those ones, Richard O'Brien... Um, he made the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You saw. Oh, the I saw his statue. Yep, yep. Uh, well, Rick Mail. His first name is Richard. I didn't realize that. 
Richard Curtis, like, wrote, like, um, Love Actually and Notting Hill and all those oh, sort okay, of movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, God. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I don't really know. Richard Head. Okay. Do you get that joke? No. Oh, I get it. Yeah, okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. Question number 43. If I got turned into a turkey right now, what would you do? Laugh at you. I'd probably eat you because I'll save you for Christmas. Ouch. Yeah, that hurts. Um, question number 44. 44. Why can't everyone be babies? Well, that's dumb. Well, we all were at one point. Yeah, but, like, there would be no nothing if we were all babies. I don't think the world would work. What about if you were, like, a baby, but you had, like, the thought process of you right now? Like, if right now somebody said, Mallory, you can restart your life, you're going to be a baby, but your mental capacity and everything that you've lived through... And that would be frustrating. Because, like... You still wouldn't be able to, like, control your motor skills. True, but I think at the same time, if you knew everything that you knew, like, you could get super famous for it, because you'd be like a two-year-old who could read perfectly, and then you would know how to make a coffee at Starbucks. Yeah. You know, like... I don't know. But, like, if you... maybe then weird. Maybe if you went back in time to the time when you were a baby, and then, like, remembered, like hey, this team won the sporting thing that year, I'm going to put a lot of money on it, a.k.a. Back to the Future, like Biff, like you get that reference now. Yeah. You know, anyway. Uh, question number 45. If Alan Sugar asked you to name his autobiography, what would you call it? The Alan Sugar Show. I don't know who Alan Sugar is. I'd call it Sugar Shack, the Alan Sugar Story. I don't know who Alan Sugar is. Uh, Rich says, I remind me of... I remind me of me at that age. Firing blanks. Ass pool full of sugar. Only works if he secretly suffers from rectal diabetes. Already? Is that a thing? Rectal diabetes? I have no idea. 46. Have you ever had the opportunity to assassinate a public figure? No. I have had plenty. Um, The most prominent one, and I think I've shared this story before, is when we interviewed James Blunt. They basically let us into the room, like his dressing room before his show. And we're essentially like, here's James Blunt and shut the door. And I was in a room essentially with James Blunt all by myself. No minder, no security, no nothing. I could have killed James Blunt if I wanted to. All right. But I didn't because I like James Blunt. So, yes. Um, <laughs> does sex with a robot count as cheating on your partner? Yes. Really? I reckon. Does it? Maybe not. Oh, well, I've got something to tell you then. I don't know. What? Uh, <laughs> I mean, oh, goodness me. I'm choking. Um, I mean, is it a, a robot with artificial intelligence? Is it just like a one of those vacuum cleaners that does it sing on the ground? You know, like those little robot The Roomba. Yeah. I mean, look, I would say no, it doesn't. I don't think it does. Does that mean if, like, I had sex with a table, that's cheating? No. This is weird. Okay. Uh, Rich says no. Rich's wife says yes. Uh, 48. Have you ever put your genitals in or near the mouth of a dead animal? No. That's disgusting. I haven't either. It says follow-up question. A living animal? That's also no. Yes, that is correct. Uh, Question 49. What is worse, bestiality or necrophilia? What is necrophilia? Having sex with dead people. So you either have sex with animals or you have sex with dead people. For those at home who dead don't people. Know. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say dead people. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because, I mean, if it's a good-looking horse, you know. Never going to let that one go. <laughs> um, question number 50. What crimes have you gotten away with? Um, none. This one time, I accidentally stole some, like, I thought they were samples, so I took them home. But apparently they weren't. I was like probably seven or eight at the time. But they we were at this tile shop and the tiles were about yay big, like two inches by two That's inches. Fair enough, they're easily and mistaken. As I samples. I thought they were like color yeah. samples, but they were like the actual tiles. They were really ugly for actual tiles. I thought they were color samples. So I like took one of each color home and then my parents found them and got really angry. I didn't really understand at the time. Okay. Yeah. I tried to do that. I was in like a... How'd you give them back? I was in like a Louis Vuitton or one of those stores in Collins Street in Melbourne and went to take a card thinking it was like a little pamphlet thing and apparently no, it was for sale and I got told off. <laughs> um, I mean, I've downloaded shit legally. Oh. That's technically a crime, yeah, right? I, I was going to say your crime is getting away with being ridiculously good looking. Aww. Yeah. That's... I went there. Um, have you ever flown a kite... Yes. Uh, yeah, I would have, too. Yeah, been a long time. 52. What is the worst emergency you've ever been involved in? I've been involved in? What does that mean? Have you mean? ever been in, like, a situation where there's, no. I guess, an emergency? Oh, well, on the day of my graduation, like, dinner dance, my boyfriend at the time crashed his car, and it was pretty, like... It wasn't a bad accident, but his car was totaled. Um, Were you in the car? Yeah. I was in the front seat. Um, but he had, like, neck pain after. And so when paramedics, at least the Canadian paramedics, like, give you your once-over after you've been in a car accident, and if you say that you have any neck pain or back pain, they have to. Like, they're automatically... Um, Obligated to obligated take you into to hospital, you into hospital yeah, in case, like, anything were to go wrong after that. And so I had to, like, ride in the ambulance with him. That was pretty scary. And was he okay? Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> but, yeah, we were in the hospital How did the like accident happen? Um, so, do you remember when we were at home, the root cellar? It was that, it was the grocery store that we went to with both of my parents separately. Oh, like on the first day with your dad and we yeah, got the yummy. Yeah, yeah. So... That intersection, um, if it goes like this and the root cellar is People there. People at home are really enjoying your description of this. Yes, she's yeah. making... Like, yeah. So we were going through the light from here. Um, and there was a car illegally turning left. No, it was coming out. Illegally turning left out of their parking lot. And we were heading towards that car. So the car illegally turned left, the first car stopped, the second car ran into the first car, and we ran into the second car. Right. Yeah. And you missed your high school dance? No, we were just very late. We oh. missed, like, all the pictures at Parliament and stuff, but we still got to the dinner and stuff. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, oh, but, actually, so we got to the dinner and stuff, had dinner, the dance started, I don't think we stayed for one song, we just, like, talked with some people and then went home. And we watched, I think we were watching Pride and Prejudice with my mom, and all three of us fell asleep, like, within the first 20 minutes. 
Okay. Yeah. And note to self, don't watch Pride and Prejudice. No, I liked that movie. It was just a long day and we were all tired and yeah. Okay. Um, I thought our house was on fire once. Um, it was on Boxing Day oh, 2012, 2013 and I was on the couch and uh, it was like one o'clock in the morning and all day I remember because I was with uh, my ex Louise at the time and we could smell smoke all day, but we were like, okay, that's just weird. Like, we thought maybe, because I think there were bushfires around or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then about one o'clock in the morning, there was bang, bang, bang on the door, and it was our neighbours who we'd never talked to in our lives, not the bogan ones, the other ones. And they were basically like, oh, we think your house is on fire. And we're like, what? And then, so basically there was a flat underneath us, and um, it, there was, like, flames coming from right near the door. So that was the one time in my life I've ever called triple zero. Um, okay. And the fire crew came... And there was nothing. It was fine. Like, the neighbours kind of got a hose to it and put it out. And basically what they reckoned had happened is somebody had gone downstairs to visit the neighbours at some point, must have had a cigarette and kind of put it out on the wood. There was, like, this wood railing. And as they put it out, like, an ember sort of must have gone underneath the wood and was slow burning. And then eventually it just went... Hmm. So um, probably the only time, maybe. Um, I mean, yeah... That's. I saw somebody get hit by a car once. I I was one of those people who just stood there and stared at it. I wasn't one of those people who was like, "Call for help! Call for help!" I'm just like, "Oh god, that guy just got hit by a car. Somebody else better do something." Like, <laughs> that was me. Um, uh, that's terrible. And I was in an airport in America once, and a bag was left unattended. So all these cops came swarming in, and basically it was like, "Everyone stand back! Everyone stand back!" And then they like cleared the airport pretty quickly. And then yeah, you anyway. um, Rich says, when I worked on an American summer camp in 1986, on the last day there was a massive fire which consumed the forest we were in and blew up gas tanks. We were 50 miles from the nearest fire station. I thought I would die. I think I might have. Maybe I'm a ghost. Um, All right. I was at my nan's once and there was a bushfire nearby and we thought the house was going to burn down. But, yeah, anyway. Um, What song would you like to replace the national anthem? This question number 53. Of what country? Well, I mean, it's an open-ended question. Um, the Canadian national anthem, I would like to replace the New Zealand national anthem. I don't think anyone should replace the Canadian national anthem. You've got a good national anthem. Um, I agree. Uh, look, I'm not a fan of the Australian national anthem. We should replace all national anthems with the Canadian national anthem. Sure. Except for the American national anthem. The American's a pretty good national anthem. I disagree. Um, Italian's got a good national anthem. Brazil's got a good national anthem. Uh, I'm not a Waltzing Matilda fan. Everyone's like, replace Waltzing Matilda. Like, I, 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 sorry, I'll rephrase that. I don't, I'm a fan of the song Waltzing Matilda. It's a very parochial Australian classic song. Tears you up as an Aussie. Shouldn't be a national anthem. That's what I'm trying to say. They should come up with a better national anthem for us. New Zealand's is kind of boring too. Okay. You've heard it, I think. Okay. I'm losing it. Um, question number 54. <coughs> not me coughing. Kettle crisps are not as nice I as... I disagree. They're the best. Hang on. Haven't finished. Kettle crisps are not as nice as they once were. Have I changed or have they? Don't let them answer that. It's rhetorical. If you could travel back in time to compare any food of today with an equivalent of the past, A, what f- time, and B, which food? I have no idea. I heard or I read a very interesting article that states that chicken does not taste how chicken once tasted because basically there was like a factory or a farm somewhere I think in America that started doing something to the chicken 
like to make it so you can mass produce it. And then this chemical or something spread around the world, and so everyone does that to their chicken. So apparently, how chicken tastes now compared to, say, like the 40s, it's different. And apparently that chicken used to taste like even better. Chicken's amazing. Probably my favorite food outside of poutine. But, like, I would say chicken. Although, like, there's a lot of foods I think that you could say that. Like, I don't know. What's something that's very, like, the very first McDonald's, like, cheeseburger? Like, did it taste the same? Which reminds me, you've got to watch the movie The Founder. It's a good movie. Um, see, I didn't go back in time to invent the horse this time around. Like, come on now. Good I'd... job. Proud of you. Question number 55. If you had to go on a week's holiday with a spitting image puppet, if you had to, which would you choose? I don't know what spitting image is. It's a show of some sort. I don't know. I thought, like, as a puppet, there was a spitting image of yourself. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, but... So, Rich says, bear in mind that the puppet would choose a holiday destination and the puppeteer and voiceover artist would also come with you, but you could not communicate with them directly, only as the puppet. I feel like that wouldn't be the worst experience. I would choose whichever has the most attractive puppet handler, male or female. I'm being open-ended there. And whichever has the best holiday destination. Yeah, I reckon the holiday destination would be what would decide. Yeah, I'll say that one as well. Um, 56. Sport is intrinsically stupid. Discuss. <laughs> no, that's not true. Moving on. Uh, oh, look at you. Are you just saying that to avoid me going off of yep. you? Or, uh, it says underneath, do not be tempted to turn this into a joke question by saying discus instead of discuss. Uh, it isn't funny, and this is a serious <laughs> question, although I'm not actually counts as a question because it's not technically a question. Uh, well, on that... Um, what's a dumb sport? Horse racing's a dumb sport. Netball. Netball's a fine sport. Netball. Golf is fun to play, but boring to watch. I think, Poker. Yeah. I think boxing was dumb, but I kind of watched a lot of it during the Commonwealth Games, and it's not that dumb. Um, I'm not a big UFC fan. You know? Oh, she's yawning. All right. Question number 57. Is sex with a ghost cheating? I think that's more cheating than with a robot. I reckon as well. Because a ghost used to be a person. We're going to just go with yes on that one. And, uh, of course, one of our interviews that we had many years ago, Natasha Blasik, she uh, claimed she had sex with a ghost. We found out this story. We tweeted her. She came on the show, and we talked about her having sex with a ghost. Okay. One of the highlights of my uh, career as a radio host. Question number 58. Why do elephants have such low rates of cancer? <clears throat> 5% versus 25% of humans. Hmm. I didn't know that. Because uh, they don't eat as much artificially induced food, maybe. Rich says it's because they have 20 TP53 genes to humans one. It's like a smoke detector for cancer. Okay. <laughs> Question number 59. Can you name another animal which is cancer resistant? Um... <laughs> Dolphins. I was thinking sharks. We're thinking along the same lines. Yeah. I mean, have you ever heard of somebody talking about fish cancer? No. I'm sure they probably do. Google it. Oh, I'm kind of on my phone right now. So. Google it. No, nope, your phone's, my phone's not, there. not here. We'll Google it after. Uh, and question number 60, so the last one today. Should penis transplants ever be allowed? What are the possible terrifying consequences of such a procedure in your opinion? That seems like a really dumb thing to me, but I don't know. 
I mean, is it warranted? Like, I I feel that the rare occasions you hear of men losing their penis, they just lose their penis, don't they? That's for strap-ons. <laughs> yep, Mallory Mallory knows how to answer the questions. That's what strap-ons are for. Um, would you want one though? Like, if my penis fell off right now and they're like here's blah 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 like yeah okay the obvious thing is like oh look you've got a bigger one but like that penis has been in other people like I mean I guess a heart transplant's been in another person but like the person with the heart doesn't take their heart out and put it in and out in and out in and out of other people I think we like Mallory's answer better of that's what (laughs) strap-ons are for Um, maybe they need to invent a strap-on heart transplant then we solve some yeah, yeah, that sums just, it up. Just move on. Yes, let's okay. uh, let's end that this week, and we'll come back next week with more of these questions. We're back to bring you another one of your favourite segments. That time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's forget the lyrics here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Lyrics that you do forget this week. We've got plenty to get through today to get you excited about, including ones from 2008, 2010, 2012, 2013, 2014. Love is all around is what you're going to hear first. That was Josh and myself in 2008, followed by David Bartlett, sort of, singing Delta Goodwin's classic Lost Without You. After that, you got Sam and myself from 2012 singing Keep Your Hands Off My Girl, the good Charlotte classic. Then from 2013, you have myself singing Keep On Moving, which is a five song in case you didn't realize. And from 2014, you have myself and Dakota singing Love is in the Air followed by Kids myself and Vitaly Petrov which is uh, always a nice one to hear so sit back listen and get entertained by some great singing well sort of great singing I feel it in my wallet I feel it in my phone is all around me so I get to be on the show yeah it's written in the script that we're meant to love each other oh yes it is so if you really love me come on Ben and show it to me mate and you always will we've known each other since we were knee high to grasshoppers there'll be no beginning cause there'll be no end except my friend you can depend thank you Josh that was very sweet I appreciate your time and effort involved in coming up with those lyrics, and I will strive to make these ones as just as nice. I see your hair before me as it sits on your head. It rhymed, alright? Don't give me that look. Because when your hair is up, it's taller than a bed. I had a haircut this week. Oh, yes, it is. 
you are the co-host of The Brink. And that really is cool. <laughs> sure, sure, I do love it, yours. Because you're my friend, even when we go swimming in a pool. Oh, go swimming. Josh, you know, I know you always love me because everybody does. Even when people throw stuff at me like doves. Josh, there will be no end or beginning because you're my friend. Except when you turn around and say nasty stuff about me. I don't think Dr. Phil can even say that because it's not very cool when I don't like singing up high because I don't know where I'm going with it. Josh, you're cool, all right? All right. Did that work? I know I could be a little stubborn as Premier I might seem like I'm always interstate or overseas I just want to visit my America Cause I believe that we can work things out in confidence We always are Always moving forward. Tasmania can be the food bowl of Australia. All I know is that Larissa and I always going to be the top couple. Her and I are no longer just the first one here anymore. Lara is jealous, yes. But we can always move forward I'm always in America Always in Las Vegas doing my shows Confident that we will always have A sold out show Meeting with Each governor that I've seen Has their his brains Get the game started. My God, who farted? Let the game get started. Yes, yes, we're going. Going to the cricket at Bell Reef. Yeah, so I went to the cricket. I went on the wicket. Now I was getting all wickets everywhere. I was in my underpants out on the ground. Did a twirl, fell on the ground. And the cricket was going, I was out on the wicket. It was just something I like to kick it. I'm Matt in my underpants, in my underpants. I'm at Bell Reeve playing cricket. Now I'm at the cricket, I'm sitting in my underwear, I'm looking down the seat and it is a nice chair. I look out who's batting, it's Michael Clark. He's out for a duck, holy crap what a narc. 
I saw the way he hit the ball. Sri Lanka kicked his butt, now he's gonna crawl. And the cricket is playing at Bell Reef Oval. I'm in my underwear and people are saying, what the hell are you doing? Put some clothes on you, Ben. Put some clothes on you, Ben. They say, ah, ah. Keep your underwear on and put a jumper on. They say, Put your underwear on. Put your underwear on. Sam! No! Yeah, underwear! Bell Reeve! Uh, uh. Yo! No. No. No, I, I don't want to subject our listeners to, to any more trash. That's it for me. Getting on my boat today. Think to myself, let's go sailing. Got nothing else better to do. Gonna go around the world. Oh crap, the boat is sinking. I'm gonna go under the water. Better call for help now. Hobart. Make sure the boat is sinking. Gonna call that cruise ship now. Better not be look like I'm drinking. Go on your boat. Sail the world. Sam thinks I am a cool person. The Sarge thinks I'm an idiot, but I don't care. He is a smelly big ball of hair. Maybe I should. I wanna, I wanna go wrong. What? I wanna sing the song about going on the boat through the water. When I get lost at sea now, maybe I think I should go back to training. It costs lots of taxpayers' money to save me in the water. I'm gonna cut people's cruise ships short. Oh no, you idiot. Make sure I'm swimming now. Back to New Zealand. Look at all the sheeps on the rocks. When I'm singing a song about boats, I like to sing to the band called Five. Nobody remembers them, much like solo yachtsmen, because we are apparently idiots on the sea. Ben's got to wrap this up. Yeah, no. (laughs) Gas is in the air. It came from your butt cheeks It really stinks It's floating around all week Why did I have to eat those baked beans And that entire cabbage Now the smell is floating around the radio studio And it's really stinking up the joint Gas is in the air. Oh, it really, really stinks. Ugh. Don't know what you ate or what you even drink. And I wish that I brought a gas mask. Because, oh, dude, that really, really stinks. And you should really go to the doctor. Or just listen into the brink. Oh, it stinks. Hey, wave. Farts are in the air. Farts are in the air. Oh, 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 o
Oh, I think Dakota needs to take this bit right. over. Here you go. Methane's in the air. I think I farted. Methane's in the air. Sorry, I caught some gastro. And I don't know where to find the doctor for my case of gastro. And I don't know, I I have no Medicare card. I need one to get my gastro fixed. Methane's in the air from Ben's far before. Methane's in the air. Oh god, I think I'm choking. And I don't know where I can find some pills for my gastro. I really need it fixed because my school stinks. Methane's in the air. My school really stings. Methane's <laughs> <laughs> in the air. It's there. Oh, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long introduction. It, yeah. It's uh is, is that like a little dragonfly on this? I mean, what is that? Say that again. A, like a butterfly. A butterfly. Yes. I know. I know. Vitaly, are an you angry butterfly? An angry butterfly. Vitaly, are you um are you fine at the moment to just wait? Thanks, Italy. I don't know when the last time MGMT were, were played in Russia. Really? Then, perhaps. Oh, Dakota's breaking down the beats. The wind came. It was a Sunday afternoon. People were at the cup. They said words that rhymed with cup. The tents fell down everywhere. People ran away. It was scary. It was really bad. Now the horses left. There was no race on anymore. People found it quite a bore because of the horses. The wind nearly decapitated Wendy Kennedy. (laughs) It was the first name that came to my head who'd be at the Hobart Cup. It was bad for everybody who got all dressed up. Particularly the men. They wore those tuxedos. 
all the wine and champagne got blown away. Made no power in the suburbs of West Boona and Bridgewater and even down in Hewenville and all that sort of stuff. Visually, you can go. Yes, uh, Hobart Cup, it got blown away from Hobart. Landed in Sochi of Russia. I wanted to ride the horse. Yes. Don't go to Hobart Cup if you go to get decapitated. Yes. Decapitated. You turn it into the air cup of Hobart in the fly and the go woo around woo look listen to that that Russian techno beat that Sochi techno beat Dakota You play that on the on the Unkla That's the Russian instrument You heard of the Unkla? You laugh at me, you think I silly man. This is quite like Say that again. You are silly, man. I am silly, silly, Why silly, vitally. Say that again. How do you? I do you have control of the. I do, I pointed Ben. Ah. Uh, I I pointed Ben. Oh, you meant Ben. Say it again. I I pointed at him to turn it up. Ah uh, oh, oh. Yes, he's very clever boy. You would not hear of how clever the. Anyway, you dance to this song, Dakota. Yeah, I, I was before. Dance like before. nobody's watching. But. There are people watching. I bring it. I bring this beat home. Yeah? I'm not German. I say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where am I from? <laughs> the wind came. It blew off the roof at Top Form Furniture. All the couches and stuff flew out on the highway near the race course. The horses were the most oppressed of anyone. They had nothing to do, so they just played that bird game on the phone. You know that one that everyone talking about it called? Flappy Bird! I love Flappy Bird! Well, Flappy Bird, Flappy Bird! I don't care about Hobart Cup. Flappy Bird, play on your iPhone and your other phone. Cause Flappy Bird, Flappy Bird! Flappy Bird! Oh, people are laughing. <laughs> Welcome back as we come back to close off another Brink episode of Mallory's uh, Thrilled to Bits. Why are you not uh, singing to the microphone? And... Do, do, yep. Do, do, um, do, do. How are you doing? Brink Unleashed 10 was released during the week. Congratulations. Yeah, you were in that one. Or well, you're in the new, next two that are coming out. Well, the next one that's coming out. I um, am. And we got feedback from some people complaining that they weren't in it. We also got uh, people saying, are you actually listening to me or are you just singing? No, not really. Yeah. Good to, good to see that you're, uh, you know, you do realize you're a deleted scene release this week, which may implicate you in some uh, oh, no. more precarious positions and things that are said. How are you feeling about that? Are they bad? I don't know. You'll have to wait and see. Have you watched them? Do you remember anything about the movies or filming yeah. them? Yeah. What do you remember? <laughs> yeah? I remember all of them. Do you? Okay. I do. Tell me what happened in the Brink Unleashed 3. No, all the ones I've watched. Yeah, how many have you watched? Four. You've only watched... Yeah, I've watched four. You are correct. You're going to watch more, though, because they're good-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next one comes out next year. Well, sort of. Um, you excited for this week, the second the week before Christmas? Yeah. Yeah? 
Christmas is almost here. <laughs> Breaking out into song. Yep. Yep. You watched Die Hard this week. I did. It's Good. not a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. I bought cute Christmas decorations today. Yep. I bought a little penguin bell mm-hmm. and a little kitty cat picture frame. We also have a kiwi. We also have a kiwi. On our thing. And I made An elf a, kiwi. I made us a Christmas decoration. Yeah. That one's my favorite. Is it? We need to hang it, though. We do. Yes. Do, um, do, do, some people might do, want to hang themselves after... Do. Listening to this episode. What's the question this week we're talking about on the uh, Mel and Ben Ben and Mel? What was the last? When was. What is the question? You came up with it. No, but like, what's the beginning of the question? When did you last? When did you last sing a Christmas carol? Mm. And when did you last sing a Christmas carol? Um, I thought about this the other day. Oh, when we watched White Christmas. Right. Sing along to White Christmas. Is that what you sing? Brusha, brusha, brusha. Brusha, brusha, brusha. Get the new Ivina. Get the brand new flavor. It's magic dandy. fruit. Dandy. Thank you. It's dandy for your teeth. Yep. Congratulations. Uh, but we'll be back next week. So like us on we Facebook. Will. Subscribe us and all those relevant things. We're going to see Shania Twain this week. We are. On Saturday. Yeah. Which is exciting. Going up there for work to see Shania. 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 I know like three of her songs. Yep. So, um... As long as it's only the Up album that she performs, I'll know all the songs. Yeah, well, I'm sure she'll do some of the new songs. The track, the uh, playlist is online. I may have looked mm. it already, so... Uh, I should probably listen to it. That don't impress me much. Man, I feel like a woman. Maybe what we should do is on our drive to Dunedin, we should listen to the soundtrack. We should. And we might be sick of it. We might get, like, halfway to Dunedin and go, holy fuck, do we have to go and watch this live? Like, mm. um... Issue though is that we don't really have an ability to put new things in our car because we don't have any. Oh yeah. We don't have a CD burner, so that's all. We'll have to figure this one so out. So we're stuck to listening to the Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack for two and a half hours, which is alright. We right. could get ourselves a pluggy thing. For we the could. Car. We could definitely do that. Will we? Probably not, because we'll probably forget. No, Christmas is after the concert. It is. Yeah. Well, we should get one anyway because we kind of need one for the car, so we'll work it out. Yeah, Shania Twain. We maybe we might record a clip from the Shania Twain maybe. concert or maybe we'll forget. Who knows? Um yes, like us on Facebook, subscribe, all the relevant stuff. And yeah, anything else you wish to add before we close it out? Keep munching on those orange things, Hobart. That's not the saying. I'm pretty sure that's, that's the saying. Not even yeah. remotely close. <laughs> Until next week, Hobart, please do keep sucking on those pineapple lumps. <laughs> and those orange things. Brew. Yep. And And good night. Good night.